This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of adamantanoma from the pathology section on orthobullets.com. Adamantanoma is a rare, low-grade malignant tumor of unknown etiology that is almost always located in the mid-tibia. Again, adamantanoma is a rare, low-grade malignant tumor of unknown etiology that is almost always located in the mid-tibia. As far as the epidemiology, adamantanoma has an incidence of less than 300 cases that have been documented. As far as the demographics, adamantanoma occurs in young adults aged 20 to 40 years of age. Associated conditions include osteofibrous dysplasia. Historically, it was thought that osteofibrous dysplasia was a precursor to this adamantanoma. However, current studies have cast doubt on this theory. As far as the prognosis of adamantanoma, these tumors may metastasize to the lungs in 25% of cases. Therefore, long-term follow-up is recommended. However, keep in mind that recurrence is uncommon with negative margin excision. As far as the presentation of adamantanoma, patients have symptoms of pain of months to years duration. On physical exam in these patients, you may see a bowing deformity or a palpable mass of the tibia, which is common. On imaging, radiographs will reveal multiple sharply circumscribed lucent lesions, which give a, quote, soap bubble appearance with interspersed sclerotic bone in the mid-tibia. Keep in mind that some lesions may destroy the cortex. Radiographs may also reveal bowing in the tibia, Keep in mind that radiographic evolution of lesions is helpful in the diagnosis as lesions may continue to grow and erode through the cortex. Unlike other primary bone tumors, adamantanoma typically shows no periosteal reaction. Histology of adamantanoma will be biphasic and contains both epithelial and fibrous mesenchymal cells. You will see nests of epithelial-like cells arranged in palisading or glandular patterns. These lesions will stain for keratin and there will be a background of fibrous stroma. So again, the histology of adamantanoma is biphasic. It contains both epithelial and fibrous mesenchymal cells. There will be nests of epithelial-like cells arranged in a palisading or glandular pattern. It will stain for keratin, and there will be a background of fibrous stroma. Treatment of adamantanoma is always operative, specifically wide-margin surgical resection. This is the standard of care in most patients. As far as the technique, this will often require intercalary resection with allograft or intercalary megaprosthesis reconstruction. As adamantanoma is a low-grade malignancy, radiotherapy and or chemotherapy is not typically used for local control of disease. As far as differentials, the one to know, as we mentioned before, is osteofibrous dysplasia, and differentiating between osteofibrous dysplasia and adamantanoma is critical. Osteofibrous dysplasia is benign and treated with observation, while adamantanoma is malignant and is treated with surgical resection. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 28-year-old male presents for evaluation of leg pain. He denies trauma and is otherwise healthy. A lateral radiograph of the affected leg shows multifocal lytic lesions and areas of intervening sclerosis, which gives a, quote, soap bubble appearance. A biopsy is taken, and the low and high-power histology specimens include islands and cords of basaloid epithelial cells in a fibrous stroma with nuclear atypia and mitotic figures. Which of the following should be offered as a definitive treatment of this lesion? And the choices are 1. Continued observation, 2. Radiation and chemotherapy, 
Three, bracing to prevent tibial deformity and pathologic fracture. Four, immediate above-the-knee amputation. And five, on-block resection with wide margins followed by appropriate reconstruction. The correct answer to this question is five, on-block resection with wide margins followed by appropriate reconstruction. So the clinical history and figures described are consistent with the diagnosis of adamantinoma. This is best treated initially by on-block resection with wide margins, followed by appropriate reconstruction to prevent local recurrence or metastasis. As a low-grade sarcoma, no chemotherapy is indicated. To quickly review, differentiating between adamantinoma and osteofibrous dysplasia can be difficult as the two lesions share many similar characteristics. Adamantinoma is a rare, low-grade malignant primary bone tumor that occurs most often in the tibia and or fibula of adolescent persons and young adults. However, it has been reported in other long bones as well. Histologically, adamantinoma is composed of islands of epithelial cells in a spindle cell stroma and nuclear atypia with mitotic figures that may be present as well. Osteofibrous dysplasia is a rare, benign fibroosseous lesion that typically is seen within the cortex of the tibia in children. Microscopically, osteofibrous dysplasia is characterized by a loose, often storiform fibrous background containing spicules of woven bony trabeculae that are lined by a layer of osteoblasts. Treatment of osteofibrous dysplasia in children usually consists of observation. Kashima et al. assessed expression of podoplanin, a glycoprotein found in osteocytes in osteofibrous dysplasia and adamantinoma, as well as in fibrous dysplasia and metastatic cancer. Podoplanin expression was found in osteofibrous dysplasia and adamantinoma only, and the authors concluded that expression of podoplanin in an osteolytic tumor of the tibia may be useful as a diagnostic discriminant in distinguishing osteofibrous dysplasia from fibrous dysplasia and adamantinoma from metastatic adenocarcinoma. Most et al. completed a review article discussing the features associated with osteofibrous dysplasia and adamantinoma. They state that management of osteofibrous dysplasia varies from observation to surgical intervention depending on the age of the patient and the extent of the lesion. Management of adamantinoma requires surgical resection with wide margins, followed by appropriate reconstruction to minimize the risk of local recurrence or metastasis. And moving on to the final question, osteofibrous dysplasia and adamantinoma are both rare tumors of bone generally occurring in the tibia. Which of the following histologic findings is typically seen only in adamantinoma? And the choices are one, biphasic pattern of glandular epithelial cells surrounded by spindle cells, two, bone trabeculae with osteoblastic rimming and fibrostroma, three, bone trabeculae without osteoblastic rimming within fibrostroma, four, multinucleated giant cells with background stromal cells with similar nuclei, and five, herringbone pattern with pleomorphic cells. The correct answer to this question is one, biphasic pattern of glandular epithelial cells surrounded by spindle cells. So a biphasic pattern of glandular epithelial cells surrounded by fibrous spindle cells is the distinguishing histologic feature of an adamantinoma. The other choices are the histologic patterns seen with osteofibrous dysplasia, fibrous dysplasia, giant cell tumor, and fibrosarcoma, respectively. That's all for this review about adamantinoma. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. 
Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs>